You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, and influence. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, Brandon Podcast Strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says, have a brand first mentality or mentality with everything that you do. This means being intentional about every piece of communication because it will either have a negative or positive impact on your brand. That's just what we were talking about before, wasn't it, Scott, before we went live? Join me on today's show is Scott Waldron. Scott works for clients such as CDC, Sesame Workshop and the Home Depot and has included national branding campaigns as well as company culture development. Scott believes that you have to be healthy on the inside, that's your culture, to truly be healthy on the outside, which is your brand and your marketing. And he helps with both. Now on today's show, Scott's going to share why your brand is the most important thing that you have as a person and as a company. He's also going to help you achieve more brand loyalty as a team, as a leader, and as an organization, as well as three tools to help you communicate more effectively. So welcome to the show. This is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do have to say this is one of my first foreign podcasts ever. So oh, is it? Well, there you, you go. You the opportunity. This is great. Oh, look, you you are so very welcome. It's interesting because as I read the introduction, it's one of the things that we were talking about before with what with everything going on in the world today and many of us are faced with something we've never had to uh, face before, organisations with teams. Some of the teams may be uh, based outside. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on and it's so important as leaders of our business to be so clear around what sort of mess and what we do is going to impact not only our team but ultimately externally as well. We're going to dive into all of that but first tell us a little bit, I always like to give people um, a bit of an overview of how you got into the business, a a bit of your background. We mentioned CDC, Sesame Workshop, Home Depot. Have you always been passionate about brand and about obviously culture? Yeah, I mean I, I went to school and graduated as a graphic designer out of college and I uh, went to Chicago and worked for a design firm up there mm-hmm. and uh, really learned how to um, manage my projects, how to build, how to communicate with executives. I mean, they threw you into the deep end. Um, so I really learned a lot about that at that point in time and built up my design skills a lot and really learned what, um, I don't know, what we a trade, a skill, right? And mm-hmm. I became really good at that thing. Um, and then when we moved back to Atlanta about 10 years later, down uh, southern United States area, back home, uh, I opened the Atlanta office for Multiple, which is the design firm that I was working for in Chicago. So I became managing partner, opened up the design firm here about 10 years ago. And at that point, I became 
you know, we get stuck in this realm of, you know, learning a trade, learning a skill, and then wanting to launch a business out of it. And then becoming all of a sudden an entrepreneur. And then we're like, well, now how do I run a business? Like I know how to do design work, but like, what does that mean? Like now I got to sell and I got to do all these other things. So it became, so I had to learn a lot and I made a lot of mistakes and I've made a lot of mistakes. And I feel like a couple of the biggest mistakes I've made was one, not truly understanding what culture was and how to develop it and how to become a good leader worth following. And what I say is becoming a brand worth following because we are brands, right? Um, And then second of all was how to scale and really how to uh, spread my vision of what I wanted and to get buy-in on that vision with the people around me. And I think that that is where um, a lot of maybe leaders, teams tend to fail, right? Is that we get so focused on the tactics, what I call the tactical stuff every day, the boots on the ground, the fighting everyday battles, putting out fires in the weeds, right? That we don't take time for air support, which is what does it look like ahead of us? What does it look like behind us? Where have we been? Where does it look like now? Hey, boots on the ground. I get that we lost that battle today. I get that there's been some problems, right? But it's okay because our strategy says our brand first mentality, which is brand is how's this thing going to you know affect us, says we're going in the right direction. So let's like not freak out, right? Yes. Which a lot of people are doing right now. Um, and that is because they lack a strong vision, strong mm-hmm. culture, strong mentality, and they lack a strategy. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. That, that that's causing problems right now in the world. I think. Yeah, all I um, couldn't agree with you more. And, and, and if I see a, an area or if I can backtrack to where I can see my business uh, and, and ultimately my team really making a shift and one where we've continued to grow. And this, what we're going to talk about today t- can take time and it takes consistency. But what, and I'm sure you're going to speak to this in a moment, what you can have spent years building can be shattered overnight, if you will, by someone saying something that's very off-brand or, you know, that that the audience that externally is taken and really blown out of proportion. But getting back to my first point was that I can see that real shift and that steady growth was when I did take time to really get clear on my vision and my mission and then all of the tactics that I talked about, those things could change. But ultimately the vision where we were heading, our core values, culture, um, was, was always the same. And then when things do happen, like we now find ourselves in. We know as an organization, as a team, and when I say organization, it can be an organization of two, three, or an organization of many. We all have a core understanding of what our vision is, what our mission is. It may require some shifting in in the, the tactics, but ultimately we're still heading in that same direction. How would you define culture? I know we've already had a bit of a conversation around this, but if someone said, all right, Scott, what what's culture to you? So this is really interesting because I'll talk to people about this, right? And I'll, I'll put out messages and I'll say, hey, I've been helping people learn how to communicate, develop culture, whatever. And people say, oh, I'm a solopreneur. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm not, that, I don't need that. And I say, well, you know, culture is atmosphere, right? Culture um, is your mindset. Culture is the, is the space you create around yourself 
in order to be more productive, more effective, and to grow. Okay. So if you imagine a greenhouse, okay, and we um, either we have a team of people and we take these plants and we put them in a toxic greenhouse, that plant is not going to grow. It's not going to thrive. It's not going to um, be what it could be. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and each plant needs different amounts of water, different amounts of food. So you can't treat every plant the same either. Right. So culture, um, can be a lot of people, but I could also be that plant. I could also be, I have to take care of myself. I have to learn about myself so that I can then grow, right? Take care of myself in order to take care of other people. We call this tool um, the know yourself to lead yourself tool. We have to know our tendencies, which do not usually change, okay? In order to affect our actions that then create consequences, that then create our reality. Mm -hmm. And we can, so let me say that again. First of all, we have to understand who we are, our tendencies. Those tendencies, we, re, we have actions based on those tendencies, right? And then those actions create consequences that create our reality. Now, a lot of us, if we don't like our current reality, then we can reverse engineer that. We can mm -hmm. sit there and say, okay, I don't like what's happening right here. I don't like this outcome of whatever happened, right? This miscommunication, this, you know, blow up, whatever it was, what is the consequence that, that created this reality? And then mm -hmm. what was the action that created that consequence now? And then the action, why did I act that way? Oh, it was because I tend to, I have this tendency, right? Now mm -hmm. we can't change our tendencies, but we can change those actions. And that is really how we're going to understand and gain influence and build culture, which is going to in turn build our brand as leaders and as a company mm -hmm. so that we can then gain influence, right? Understanding who we are, what it's like to be on the other side of us will help us in turn learn how to act better to create better consequences and realities for ourselves. Yeah. And one of the um, exercises that we would often um, encourage people to even consider doing would be if you were to ask, you know, a number of people doesn't necessarily need to be a large number of people, but people who may have had an opportunity to work with you or maybe heard about you, if they were to say, describe what this, when I say a name, what this particular person brings up, you know, what, what what sort of words would describe? And if you've been on brand, you've been, been intentional, if you can clarify what that is and other people can say, well, that person immediately makes me think of this and it's what you want to have them say, then you know that you've built that, that culture, that influence has, has certainly been uh, in, intentional. So thank you for, for you know, determining or, or sharing what culture means. Now, brand, what does brand mean to you? Because people can say different mm -hmm. things when it comes to brand mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Brand is a, uh, it's this kind of abstract thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's got this, I'm going to turn really quick. There's uh, my, one of my, favorite people in the world, Marty Neumeier, right? Mm -hmm, wrote mm -hmm. this book called Brand Gap, right? If, yeah. if you know about it or not. This is how he starts the whole book, okay? Um, he says, a lot of people talk about it. He starts it with a riddle. A lot yeah. of people talk about it, yet very people, few people understand it. Even fewer know how to manage it. Still, everyone wants it. What is it? It's branding, 
right? Arguably one of the most powerful business tools since the spreadsheet. Um, it's so interesting when you think about brand is that people like they, it's a buzzword. People like say it's like personal branding or it's uh, I want to build my brand or, you know, it's like, you'll have a signage company and I love signage companies. Okay. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to rip on them too much here, but you have a signage company stand up and say, Hey, we can build your brand for you. And I'm like, no, you can't like, that's not your job. Your job is to bring exposure, right? Bring more brand awareness about my brand, but you can not, you're not necessarily building my brand, right? Mm -hmm. For me. Um, and the way you can think about it is, is brand is what people say about you when you're not around mm -hmm. simple, plain. That's what it is. It's reputation. Okay. Yeah. And I have a reputation as a husband. I have a reputation as a dad. I have a reputation as a leader, as a boss, as a community member, um, as a, whatever it is, as a team member, I have a brand. Mm -hmm. My company has a brand because when, um, it has an internal brand and it has an external brand, the internal brand of my company is what my employees, my team is saying about my company when they go to a party at night, when they go home from work. That is the internal brand of my company, which you could call culture, right? Um, the external brand is what my target audience, the outside audience is saying about my company. Um, so really brand is what people say about you when you're not around, whether it's an internal brand or an external brand. And so I think that really when you get down to it, um, I also get a little bit nerdy about this too. And I say, you don't have just one brand. Mm -hmm. You have like millions of little brands out there because everybody that's interacted with you in any way, shape or form has formed some tiny piece, some tiny opinion of you in some way, shape or form. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I may have, you know, if I have four members of my family, there's probably four different brand perceptions of me. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so I think it's important for us to know that now what, then why do we, then why do we try to control it? Right. If we can't control it, then, you know, if we have millions of brands out there, then what's the point? Well, the point is we have the power to shape that narrative mm -hmm. and to influence that narrative first by what you said at the very beginning, which is awesome. Vision, mission, values, getting alignment about who we are as people, who we are as a company, what our soul is all about, our purpose and then driving that into leadership and then into strategy, then to tactics. Mm -hmm. So that is going to ultimately shape our perception internally, getting buy-in and externally getting buy-in, right? Yeah. With those different audiences. Yeah, so good. And I mean, one of the things that you say is, you know, uh, brand is the most important thing that you have as a person and as a company. And as you've just so beautifully described, if that's your reputation and what people say about you, and you can shape that, you can influence that by what you do, say how you act and interact, then I would imagine that if we're not aware of that, and we just go about just doing anything, um, then the reputation can be one that we don't really really want are there other things that people miss um uh, don't assume co correctly or just completely miss when it comes to brand especially now with what's going on and how powerful you know if we do this intentionally our brands can be but are there other areas that we often uh, neglect when it comes to brand and how powerful it can be um well i think that 
most people think about brand as an external thing, right? Yeah. When we Business talk about, card, website, that kind of yeah, thing. The, yeah, the, those things which I call brand elements. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think about people are like, oh, I need a new brand. And I'll talk to them about brand strategy. They're like, no, 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 we just redid our logo. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about, you know? Um, like your color palette, your font mm-hmm. choices, you know, your website, your whatever, that's not your brand, right? Mm-hmm. Those are brand elements which are simply an outward expression of your brand. Those mm-hmm. are things that help you recall um, your the, the way you feel about that brand, right? Yeah, so if yeah. I see the Nike logo, mm-hmm. I'm not going to love or hate Nike because of the logo, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to love or hate Nike because of the experience I had with their product, their employees, at their stores, right? Like that's what I'm going to love Mm. or hate. And that logo may give me a good feeling or a bad feeling, not because of the way it's designed, right? Mm. From the Mm seventies, but, but the way that I felt because of my experiences with that, with that company. Right. Um, So I think that's a really common misconception. And, Mm. you know, when, when I talk about brand and branding gets lumped into the marketing world a lot, Right. And, mm-hmm. and rightly so. I mean, we focus a lot on external brand. I'm just trying to see if, is there, is there some way we can shift that language? Is there some way that we can challenge the fact that, you know, HR, they're brand managers, HR mm-hmm. people, human resources, people are brand managers. They are responsible for building the culture, training leadership, making sure that there's buy-in And Mm -hmm. instead of being so reactive as human resources people and just putting out fires all the time, why aren't we more proactive Mm -hmm. internally with marketing to employees like we market to our target market on the external side? Why don't we try to build brand loyalty inside with employees like we try to build brand loyalty outside with our target market? Yeah, um, so a big disconnect there, you know. So yeah, and, and it's interesting, yeah, that you say that, Scott, because when someone thinks of brand management and and communications and and you know, um, yeah, brand, we think externally, don't we? We think that is the that is the role of our marketing department. But as you say, what about the internal brand HR overseas team? Let's talk about that because you say, how can we achieve more brand loyalty as that team? Obviously, as the lead but ultimately as an organization you say it starts with HR where do HR need to start focusing to be able to get this right um okay so I think it's I'm going to uh, relate a tool that I call brand heaven um it's brand heaven and brand hell and brand heaven is on your way up brand hell's on your way down um but the, there's there's some core steps and I think this this I'm going to re- relate this to internal brand for now, but this works exactly the same way for external brand. And the first step is first impressions. Okay, um, we have to build good first impressions, right? Sometimes I feel that um, HR people are onboarding new employees or training new employees. It's like, hey, here's this giant handbook. Or, hey, here's this really poorly done video that we need you to watch and be engaged in. And, or, hey, here, sit next to Tom and watch him for a few hours and then, like, let us know if you have any questions. Um, That first impression can either be a good one or a bad one. Mm -hmm. And 
if it's a bad one, then you've got a long way to climb out of a hole, right? It's it's it, it's not super deep yet, but you you've got some ways to climb out of that hole. Um, the second thing, so say we've had good first impressions. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like, it went great, right? We've had great onboarding. We're awesome. And then it's consistency. Consistency mm -hmm. is the second element to getting to brand heaven. And that is about being consistent in those interactions, right? Um, we have good interactions at the very beginning Then we need to be consistent. Anytime there's inconsistencies in brand, right? External branding or internal branding, red flags go up. We don't like there to be inconsistencies, right? Because we're like, hmm, that doesn't seem very consistent to me. That person's acting different now than they did last week. Yeah. Dating, it doesn't work, right? You go on a date with somebody the first time, have a great first date. And then the second date, they're like totally different. Not going to work out, right? Um, so consistency second. And then we get to credibility. Now they're starting to feel credible because we've had consistent interactions. And this is all the logical part of our brain. These are all the like little check marks in our brain going, okay, this person's checking the boxes, checking the boxes, right? I feel, I'm starting to feel good. And then we move into authenticity. That's the fourth step, authenticity. And that's where our, like our heart starts to take over. Okay. Our brain is doing the stuff first mm. to protect ourselves, to protect our heart. And then our heart kicks in and says, all right, this person's starting to feel authentic, right? This company is starting to feel authentic. They're walking the talk. I think, you know, like I, the leadership's on point. Like I, I'm starting to feel good about this, okay? And then we bridge into trust. That's step number mm -hmm. five. And then trust, the trust phase is when we sit there and we say, here's my heart on a plate, right? I'm giving you all of me. What are you going to do with it? Right. Like mm -hmm. I'm committing to you big time now. Okay. I'm going to just go all in and I'm going to see what happens. I'm becoming vulnerable. And at that point, they either do good things with it or bad things with it. If they do good things with it, then we've reached brand loyalty. And that's the mm -hmm. sixth and final step. Right. So consistency. I mean, I'm sorry. First impressions, consistency, credibility, authenticity, trust, loyalties last. And that's going to work externally and it's going to work internally. And I think a lot of us tend to jump from first impressions to ultimate loyalty. And they're like, yeah. why aren't these people like buying my stuff? Or why are these yeah. people sticking around for a long time? Like, you know, so um, it's a journey. Very important. And, and this is probably one of those questions, well, how long is a piece of string? But ultimately it takes time to be able to go up that, that ladder, so to speak, to get from first impressions to brand loyalty. But if you're clear, and I think one of the things I'm sure that you would agree on, it's often the, the um, lack of clarity that an individual mm -hmm. or a group of individuals that part of the company, the leadership team, they don't have clarity on what that is. And that's why people are... are you know, not really consistent in anything because there's no clarity to what what is that consistency thing that we need to do. But does it take time even if it's consistent, you know, consistent? Or if it's done really well and consistently, you can build brand loyalty quite quickly. What's yeah, your I mean, yeah, I mean, I would like to hear your take on this too. I mean, I, I believe you can build it pretty quick. Um, yeah. Depending on a few things, right? The, 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 core purpose of, of brand strategy is one to create differentiation first, mm. right? To, to stand out in a crowd because our brains, 
they don't want to work very hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if I see a landscape that is all the same, I'm not going to work hard at distinguishing light and dark or big and small, right? If things are almost the same, I'm just going to lump them all together as the same. Okay. Yeah. There may be slight differences, but I'm just being, nah, it's like, I'm not going to work that hard. Okay. If I see something standing out, if I see that one nail in the board sticking up, I'm going to notice that nail. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the core things that we could do. Once we stand out, if we stand out a lot to other people and demand that attention, mm -hmm. then we don't have to work so hard right? Um, at creating consistency, as long as we're consistent in that interaction, and then creating alignment within our organization and on the outside with our marketing materials and what we do. Um, so yeah. I think that when you look at both sides, I think you can do it pretty quick, depending on differentiation and the consistent um, expression of your message to mm -hmm. your outside audience. So I think as long as you hit those pretty hard and pretty good, Mm -hmm. I think we got it pretty quick. I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that distinguishing factor is very important. And, you know, often um, I hear people say, well, how am I going to stand out from the crowd? There's, you know, a million other people talking about the same topic. But that is where when we know what is quite unique about us, and, and often it can be, if it's a solopreneur, a character trait that is almost admirable about someone or it is something that someone wants to aspire to be, you know, and if you bring that consistently, like for me, I share the story of, you know, I started my very first podcast back in 2008 and that was back when the global financial crisis hit and I was in the career industry and what really peed me off was the doom and gloom that mainstream media was portraying because mm -hmm. I could see that it was just impacting negatively people's psyche. And I'm passionate about inspiring others. But, you know, if someone is speaking negatively, I'll just click into action because I just cannot stand, you know, people listening to, to BS that that impacts their ability to, to show up and, and shine. And right. so, you know, even now today with the, the message that I continue to share is we put a good story around it. Yeah, things are difficult. Yeah, things are tough. But they're not hopeless, you know, because once we lose hope, you know, what do we have? And so it, it's being really clear on that and then maybe shifting the story to the context of what's happening around the place, but being very mindful that you need to be consistent in the overall message that, that you're sharing. I think as service-based businesses, which I know a lot of um, people listening and watching uh, this particular episode, we are service-based businesses and therefore, you know, we are our brands, basically. So we have to have clarity yeah. uh, in that. So that that's yeah. kind of some feedback that I'll give. I don't know if you've got some thoughts on on that or can can speak a bit more into that. No, I, I mean, well done. And I think at a time of um, one thing that you said too, which was which was really good, is about about hope, right? Mm. And I think that as leaders and as organizations, even as companies, we have to be at the forefront of hope. Mm. Um, and especially in time like this, right. When, when there's a lot of panic, a lot of fear, a lot of, um, un uncertainty about mm. what's going to happen. Um, I think that we have to have hope now, where does hope come from? It comes from vision. Mm. Okay. Mm. People without vision create hopeless environments right? Mm -hmm. If there's no vision, there's no guidance, there's no picture of where we're going, we lose hope. 
Yeah. And we're just like, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what we're doing. I just feel hopeless, right? Then hopeless mm -hmm. people start to feel like victims. Mm -hmm. Hopeless people start to say, I don't know what we're doing. I'm just going to let things happen to me, become a victim of their circumstances. People that become victims um, kind of end up breeding toxicity into mm -hmm. your environment, into the culture around you, not just in your workplace culture, but your external mm -hmm. environment. And if you as a company um, are sending those vibes, those messages out into the world, okay, mm. that is affecting your brand. Yes. Your brand is going to start being shifted and, you know, perceived by people as somebody who's just breeding toxicity and yes. no so hope, true. No vision, yeah. right? and uh, yeah. we just can't be that way right now as leaders internally and as organizations externally, we just can't. Yeah, so true. I mean, just this uh, morning I was coaching with a couple of clients and I was sharing about, you know, um, how we can shift our message a little bit, still be part of the conversation, still showcase um, and, and provide value, but certainly around the context because we want to be um, sensitive to what's going on. And one of the, the, my clients said to me, but you're always positive. Do you ever have a negative day? I go, absolutely, but I give myself five <laughs> minutes. That's it. Have a pity party and then click out of it because I believe that there is always a silver lining, always a lesson, and even the darkest, deepest, you know, you just got to find it. Um, but one of the things that I saw this morning was people sharing, what do you miss most about the empty shelves? What do you miss most? What do you actually draw? You know, what how, what positive things can you take out of that? Well, it's a lot. I mean, in and out of that shop so quick because there's nothing to, you know, I mean, there's so many different things that you can take out of that. But as you say, I mean, we need to be leaders of that, particularly if we've got team and they look to us, don't they? Um and, and our clients and our customers too. So that's just so very important. Talk about these three tools to help us communicate more effectively. What are they? Well, I've taught you a couple of them already. I told you about the know yourself to lead yourself tool. So that's understanding, again, your tendencies. Um, you cannot give what you do not possess, okay? Mm. We have to understand who we are. So as a tool to understand that in order to have, gain more influence with other people around us. Um, the second tool was the, the, you know, leading the brand heaven. And mm. how is that, you know, those six steps, right? Going to help you uh, gain more brand loyalty with those around you. That's yourself, right? Am I consistent in my interactions with myself? Am I credible? Am I, do I feel I'm authentic myself, right? So we have um, the, and this will, you know, start to flow into the third tool I'll teach you. It's called the circles of influence and mm -hmm. the circles of influence. There's five of them. We have self, mm -hmm. we have family, we have our team, we have our organization, and then we have our community. And those are the five circles of influence. Now, we can fall into different, I guess, spaces or um, quadrants within each one of those circles, okay? So if we talk about the fact that um, inside that circle, like I've had good interactions. I'm starting to feel like really authentic within my self circle, but in the family circle, maybe I'm not consistent in my interactions. Maybe my brand is like a little bit less in that family circle. And then in my team circle, where am I there in my organization circle? And then in my community circle, um, we could also 
lay over a different tool that I call, and this is a bonus tool. I'll show throw in a fourth one called the support challenge matrix. Mm -hmm. um, imagine for all those that are listening right now that you've got uh, an X and X and a Y um, axis, right? On your X axis on the far end, you've got um, high challenge. And on the left side, you've got low challenge. On the y-axis, you've got high support, and then on the bottom, you've got low support. And the top right hand quadrant, you've got high challenge, high support. And those are where we become liberators, right? We become liberators for our audience, we become liberators for our employees, we become liberators for ourselves, and that's where we wanna be. Mm -hmm. And the top left-hand quadrant, which is high support, low challenge, we have protectors. And those mm -hmm. types of people, um, they tend to breed a little bit of uh, mistrust right? In the organization, because they have really high support, but not a lot of challenge. So they become passive aggressive in how they communicate. Um, and we may be protectors of ourselves. We may not challenge ourselves enough. We may give ourselves too many passes um, mm. and doing certain, there may be our family or our team. And we're just like, don't challenge them enough because we don't want to ruffle feathers. Um, or we can be in the bottom right-hand quadrant, high challenge, low support. This is just beat yourself up, right? Or this is beat your team up. Or this is beat your, you know, beat your community or beat, beat your, not, in, I'm sorry, not in a physical way, but I mean, like dominating personalities coming in saying, why can't we get things done? Get this done. Let's just get on it. And then you leave and there's no support whatsoever. Um, there's a lot of bad things that happen there. And then in the bottom left-hand quadrant is mm -hmm. low support, low challenge. And these are the abdicators. These are the people that are like, mm, yeah, whatever, you know, just, Whatever you want to do is all good with me. Now, like I said, the five circles of influence, we can be any one of these inside any one of those circles. And um, it's really important to understand that. And uh, if people want more information, they can contact me and I can give them a little diagram and a worksheet to fill that out themselves. Yeah, or yeah. If, so. That's good. Yeah, fabulous. And and I mean, as you're sharing these um, different models, one of the things that comes to, to my mind is that as individuals, particularly if we are the face, the heart uh, of our business, we have to have a level of self-awareness um, yeah. because, you know, how are we going to, to interact uh, with others, you know, um, we can uh, find ourselves and how we respond to certain situations and different people. You know, am I interacting in a in an intentional way, am, or am I just reacting? You know, rather than maybe yeah. interacting with more intention. I think, right. and all of this impacts brand, your reputation, how you respond to team. And I think this is so important even now because as leaders in our business, we may have to make some pretty um, tough decisions, you know, and we don't want to, you know, react in a certain way with team members um, because of that extra, you know, pressure. Um, so mm -hmm. loved our conversation yeah. today, Scott. I know we've only scratched the surface. So share with people how can they find out more information, maybe find out more about these uh, great models that you've been sharing. What's the best way for them sure. to do that? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm on LinkedIn. I post a lot of content on LinkedIn, educational content, um, videos, other types of tools that you can use to uh, grow your personal brand and learn how to communicate more effectively as well as your core company brand. Um, Instagram, you can find me there. Uh, all those, both of those tags are S-K-O-T-W-A-L-D-R-O-N, Scott Waldron. 
Um, and then you can also visit my website at scottwaldron.com. That's again, S-K-O-T-W-A-L-D-R-O-N.com. And if you look at the free resources section on my website, I have a free online brand assessment. Um, it'll go through 20 questions that will help you think about your brand and kind of grade you, give a quantifiable number for mm -hmm. your brand health. Um, and then I also have a company culture assessment on there that you can take that'll give you a quantifiable number for that. And also a, what I call a marketing piece index that will, wow. it takes five seconds. I mean, you answer uh, four questions and it gives you kind of a, a gauge on how at peace are you with your overall marketing efforts. So um, yeah. I've got those three assessments. They're totally free. Um, if you want to put in your email because you want the responses, that's great. If you don't, you don't have to, you'll still give you the uh, access to the number and you can just take that with you. I hope it helps. Fantastic. And, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks once again for coming on the show. So important. Um, yeah, so important, particularly when uh, we're faced with in challenging times um, as leaders and obviously if we've uh, got team members that we need to, to to support. And ultimately, as you say, you know, our brand is the reputation out in the marketplace too. So be mindful of the conversation. I think I said this um, as we were, before we went live, you know, what are you sharing online? Are you participating in some of those negative, um, you know, induendos, which the media loves to portray? Um, just be mindful that every interaction, every conversation um, that you participate in or even lead, is going to impact your reputation and this will pass it will pass and we want to make sure that we've maintained that consistency um the credibility the authenticity the trust and ultimately brand loyalty that you spoke about scott when we uh, come out the other end so thank you so much for sharing and uh, have a fantastic rest of uh, the the evening i think it's uh, evening yeah. where you are yeah i'm going to bed so yeah, yeah. all right so yeah, thanks once again for coming on the show yeah, thanks, Emery. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass.